0: I'm Gab, he's Jules Grace Guys over West London. Gray are still down the road in Stamford Bridge aye aye Arsenal going there, taking all three points. Jules, this show, I'm going to try to talk really, really fast because there's so much going on. Obviously, the Grand Derby, the Rome Derby, uh, Bayern, uh, Liverpool and Spurs, yeah. Napoli, not Arante, but like, Let's just try to do the best we can. Let's try to get organized. I think we, we have to start with Arsenal and Chelsea because agree. What's going on at Arsenal is pretty remarkable. They win again. Uh, They don't just, you know, the scoreline, you can say 1 0, weirdo goal. But if you actually look at the performance over the 90 minutes, uh, there was just one team out there.
1: Yeah, it was so one sided. I was very surprised. It's been a long time since you've seen one of those heavyweight Premier League clashes. So one-sided for the away team. The home team, you know, you can dominate at home, but the away side for Arsenal to go to Chelsea, play the way they did. I think the xG is 2.25 or 2.2. Uh, they had chances; they could have scored three easily. But it's not even so much the chances that they created and no. the ones they missed and the one they score. It's just how dominant they were with the ball in defensive transition. Chelsea had nothing. I think they had one shot on entire. Ramsdale hardly have a save to make. So I've rarely seen. Jesse's struggling so much at home in like, in recent season, really. So the,
0: the the headline of this is now that, oh look, they have more points at this stage than the Invincibles did, blah, blah, blah. Which you hate. I was really struck, and Arteta mentioned afterwards how mature they looked out there. I was really struck by the level Granit Shaka's playing at. Uh, Partey, we knew that when he's fit, you know, he can he can, he yeah, can be yeah. that player. Uh, and obviously Udegaard, who's come on leaps and bounds. I, I thought this game was won in midfield. Mm-hmm. I, I know the flashes, Saka, and, and and people. Oh, Gabriel Jesus runs yeah, around Saliba so much, whatever. Yeah, they're good and the defenders are good, mm. but it was the middle of the park which which set the tone. You know.
1: Yeah, I think the the counter pressing, especially like Chelsea, could not do three passes together. Every time they had the ball or they, they they got the ball or they started a move, they just could not go through that midfield. And that's why I thought at some point, Graham Potter could say, "Okay, listen, let's try something else." and let play over that midfield and put them at least under pressure yeah. in their own half. Instead, they kept trying to play and in midfield, check out the and party was just, again, so dominant. But I, I don't right. understand why you don't try something else when what you are doing is not working. So I knew when I laid
0: this out, I said, All right, we have to be nice to Arsenal and then we put the boot into Chelsea for that wretched performance. I was going to do it in a few seconds <laughs> so jump the gun there. That's fine. I just don't get like, it. No, let's go with this, okay? Because I appreciate there are injuries and whatever else, right? You decide to go with the back four. You decide to go with with the box. Again, you keep changing the, the personnel in the box, so yeah. how these people are going to work together? Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. How you would play... To me, I don't know if it was his mindset. I don't know if he's just not good anymore. I'm leaning towards the second one. How demented this signing was. Oh, Tuchel knows him. And, like, he doesn't need to play in this game. He does not need to play in this game because Armando Broya is a better option. Or... Havertz with another guy who can actually pass the ball in the middle of the park. You mentioned the passing, right? So we know Jorginho can pass on a good day. We know Thiago Silva can pass. And we know Mason Mount can pass. You're trying to pass through the press when you've got three players who can pass. The other people are people who just run with the ball. People yeah. who do nothing with the ball. People who just boot the ball like and hit everything, <laughs> like Ucurea. People who stand around and get eight touches on the pitch, like Abameyang.
1: Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah, How I does thought, that happen? Yeah, I thought team selection was poor from Potter. I think the tactics, the game plan. The most infuriating for me is no changes in anything. I, like, I knew this was coming, yeah. But, but it's true. I mean, there's a point where after, after 15 minutes, we could all watch the game and say, OK, this is going to be a long afternoon for Chelsea unless they try something else here because they're so, so, so much worse than what Arsenal are and what Arsenal are offering. And yet, he doesn't... There's just nothing. He stands there on the touchline, not doing anything. There's his assistant, like, the short one, who's talking to him, and he's just like and it it looks like they're just going through the motion not doing anything I don't understand this
0: now I I know at Brighton they were such a perfectly
1: old machine that
0: he would often change personnel and make tweaks and stuff and it would work and that's what he talks when he talks about the concepts And maybe it is a really really long process to instill those and as I've said I think Graham Potter is, is brilliant he showed it um, but my concern is, you don't have time to work on the training pitch with these people. So when you put them out there, Abayang is going to play differently than Havertz, and so inevitably things are going to be different out there. And and for me, that's what's so frustrating in this context. Uh, I at really quite that right back means that you're not going to get anything. He wasn't bad, but yeah, yeah, obviously yeah. he's not changed. Really so everything yeah. changes, right? Kukurea, I don't need to see again, frankly a word on the goal, because this was a bizarro goal. And you can go back, and if you're one of those people who says, well, we were still, you know, many people in my country used to think like this. Oh, look, you know, but they're still in the game. You know, you asked why doesn't Potter make substitutions? Well, the goal came in the 18th minute of the second half. Yeah. Maybe he's looking at the game and be like, oh, look, we're in this game. It's nil-nil. Maybe we can nick a goal or a set piece and stuff like that, right? And then they go goal down, and then he makes yep, the substitution, like, Seven minutes later. Um, This goal, there's a corner kick taken by Bukayo Saka. So an in-swinger. It's it's an in-swinger, which for those who don't know the lingo, means that the ball curves out and comes back in towards the goal. So it can go directly into the goal. Yeah, it doesn't normally, you don't expect it to go directly into the goal when you hit it like, you know, a foot off the ground, which is how he hit it. I don't even know if he mishit it or he meant to do that. Anyway... (laughs) You've got, <laughs> you have three. Basically, there's three Chelsea defenders who are between. The, the ball literally goes right by yeah. them. Um, I, f- I think one is Thiago Silva, yeah, Thiago
1: Silva uh, and there's somebody post.
0: before him on the near post, yeah, and then Cucurella. And then Cucurella. Of... Again, I don't. I, <laughs> I don't know where to begin. Seriously, watch this again. He is so preoccupied. I, I don't know. But the it,
1: difficulty uh, is that you have to look at the ball as much as your. Okay. He's the, not the, looking the, at a defender. The player that you are marking.
0: He is embracing a defender. He looks like an offensive lineman who is in football, who is locked up with somebody, right? He yeah. Literally, He's standing still and he has both arms. It's like the, the, he and the defender are pushing against each other. Who, who, whoever he's marking. Yeah, I remember. It might have been Thomas Partey. He looked yeah, like a big I guy. Maybe it was, maybe was Saliba.
1: Maybe.
0: No, but, Saliba was in the near post. The ball goes right by him. Now, surely, especially when you have contact with somebody, part of the reason that you have contact with somebody when you're defending a set piece, I don't think I'm, I'm revealing some, some great secret, is that the reason you keep contact is so that you can also keep an eye on where the exactly. ball is. because because that's know the difficulty. If your player moves, then all of a sudden you won't feel the contact and you say, oh, I need to react to that.
1: Right? So usually you put an arm on your who you mark and then you keep an eye on the ball and then you know the movement I don't know what... The heck this guy is doing, but he's not really a defender. He, he, what, what, he whatever he is, a winger, no, no. But he's, he's
0: standing in front of the goal, yeah, yeah, right in the middle. Um So obviously the ball actually goes, I think, behind him, and then yeah. and then Gabriel Jesus. Sorry, wasn't Gabriel Jesus. It was, it was um, Mar-Galas. it was yeah, uh, Gabriel Magalhães. Ma- Mar- Let's just call him Gabriel. Uh, pokes it in. Yeah, I don't. And you could also I think, ask questions of Mendy there too. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But,
1: but I think you expect someone to clear it. Like I don't think which is, is reasonable. Yeah. yeah, yeah
0: which is reasonable. Yeah, I,
1: I, that is such terrible, terrible defending, and I don't understand how does this happen. I don't know. I Arsenal I work a lot on set pieces with the the, the French set piece Yeah, but this, I mean, this is I, this I, isn't. you can't tell this French set piece, no no, 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 I'm saying. Big up to Nicolas Jovan, though. Uh, You're no Gianni Ville. Maybe is, one day you will is, be. This is, I think, his 7th there's seventh, the seventh okay. goal all on. Right, right. However, I'm not sure this is how they worked it. No. One. And you agree he mishit the corner? Well, I th- yeah. Well, I would think that, you know, if you said to Bucao Saka, I want the ball there, he can put it exactly there where you want right. at that level. But it's like you but want I to hit the ball straight one, at the Chelsea defender yeah, on the near post, no. No, but maybe, maybe, maybe the idea was like, they, they're not very good on defensive set, set, set pieces and corners, so put it as hard as you can, as close to the line as you can, instead of maybe a bit on the okay, penalty yeah, spot, for whatever, example, whatever, whatever, on whatever. the edge of the box. It doesn't matter. No, no, maybe that was the weakness of Chelsea. That, that goal was a horror show. Yeah. Um, but oh, Defensively, I, overall, they were a horror show yeah, anyway.
0: But I just want to make this very clear. Arsenal did not win this game because it was a tight game and Chelsea made a defensive error. No, Arsenal won this game because they outplayed them In pretty much every area of the pitch. Alba Mejong, I don't want to go back to this, but he must be in a situation now where, obviously, he goes to Barcelona. Well, he's at Arsenal. Nobody likes him at Arsenal. He goes to Barcelona. He, you know, scores some goals, stuck around. Eventually, you know, asked to leave. Obviously, he had some issues off the pitch when when his house was burgled and, and, and whatever. Comes back to London. I don't think there was some any great enthusiasm for Chelsea fans, but when he arrived But there well, was a recognition that they needed a number nine. There was a recognition in Tuchel's mind, and maybe. no, everybody!
1: Older. Well, you only had Broja left and I guess Kai Havertz after Lukaku left. So I got Broja, I got Kai
0: Havertz, I got Raheem Sterling. I'm okay. No, I'm right. I, I I'm was all
1: right. in for number nine. I'm okay. not okay. saying Aubameyang but for a number, nine number nine. Not, not this guy.
0: Not this guy. Not not old. It was just you know, not really a nine guy who spent a lot of his career on the wing. I, I don't. Whatever. But now he's in a situation where he's managed to, I think, alienate a lot of Chelsea fans, while still not endearing himself to the Arsenal fans who didn't like him, especially Mikel Arteta. Right? Yeah. You had an issue. This was a big game for with him. some of those ads that, with some of those promos that he cut before. He
1: did a promo where you know, like we see the player saying, "Come on, let's go," that kind of stuff, pretty much. And then they said to him, like, okay, one last one, say it. it's nothing personal. And you can see there is he's a bit like, mm, but he still says it. And now it still, goes, it still goes on air, it's broadcasted, it's everywhere. On social media, everybody picks it up. Of course you do. And then what happens? You know that if you lose this game already, even without the nothing personal line, you're going to get destroyed. And now you say it's nothing personal, you have... One of the worst game you've probably ever had in your career, against the team that you left such in such a way not that long ago, and now he gets all that slack and everything, which he deserved because he could have said, "Listen, I don't want to do that. This is not this is not cool," but he still said it, and now I, that makes him look like a, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm kind of floored by this because. He's not,
0: a, he's not a dumb guy He's not an uneducated guy No He's made mistakes Everybody's made mistakes Coming from somebody else You know I could, I could live with it But this is such a massive miscalculation Completely you know? I mean you play it Arsenal
1: is... You know everybody's going to talk about you And look at you And then you go Before the game do that And then you have that kind of performance During the game At the time it looked like He was not even trying I, You can miss chances You can miss the touch You can miss the pass I'm all for that but he was not even... When he came off, it looked like if he just arrived at the stadium. Were you surprised that when he came off,
0: Potter also took Kai Havertz off? Now, Havertz wasn't having a great game. No, and, yeah, and, and he changed true. it around. He put on Gallagher um, at that stage and, and Armando Broya, right? Now, obviously, Armando Broya means you've got your target man mm-hmm. and you have Gallagher and there who's an extra passer, who, who they need. Mm-hmm. I don't understand, though taking off Havertz because he's still somebody who can create out of nothing if, if you were to look at this Chelsea yeah. team and say who
1: is the most gifted player on the pitch yeah, yeah. who can score an individual goal it would probably be Havertz yeah. it looked to me like if you keep Havertz on the pitch with Broja and with all your attacking options then you you can lose 3 or 4 nil and maybe he thought you know what it's, we would be too exposed if I leave Havertz on the pitch with Broja and let's say I do a Kovacic for um, a Gallagher for to for example, like a, po- a position for... I, d- I mean, I don't know. It looked to me that he never really wanted to come back into the game, even with Broja on. It looked like he was such a passive afternoon from, from Potter, I had no idea pre-match, and again, I said to you, Affair. I don't understand what the game plan was and how he thought he could hurt Arsenal because there was just nothing that Chelsea did with the ball that indicated that. And then a one nil down, it, it looked even worse, because everything he did made no sense whatsoever. And there was no reaction. I want to reiterate this going forward. I am a
0: Potter believer. I think this is I want him to do well too. needs done I want him to do well? I believe he can do yeah, well. Yeah, me too. If he is afforded the necessary time, doing what he has done, doing what made him great, which is not playing midweek football, which is you don't have that luxury at Chelsea. So that means you have to necessarily give him more time. And the other mitigating factor, like I've said before, is Chelsea had a horrendous for all the money that in relation to the money he spent, they had an absolutely but- horrendous summer transfer campaign
1: but what made that transfer campaign more horrendous is that you decided to start the season with Tuchel instead of sacking him in, in, I mean on day one they knew on day one Todd Brady knew he could not work okay. with Thomas Tuchel there's no like don't give me the like 100 times uh, the 100 days like kind of um, yeah. period to see where we are and then we make a decision from day one they knew so yeah. from day one you sack him, you bring him Graham Potter, he has the preseason that he wants, he does the fitness work that he wants, he does the set piece work that he wants, he signed the player that he w- the players that he wants, and you don't have now a manager who have half of a squad that he doesn't want, half of a squad that doesn't fit his philosophy. Uh, clearly a fitness issue, I think, like every new manager who comes in and say like, well, they're not fit enough, they're not really they I don't know what they are. all say the other, they all, they say, all that. say that. And and you know, in this situation where you're thinking like, but the timing of the Tuchel cycling s- was so bad that you could have you handled the whole handling of the situation was terrible from the beginning. So
0: this leads me to my next point, like going forward, right? Because Chelsea spent an enormous amount of money over the last few years going back to Abramovich and wanna be boring with financial fair play. They spent a ton again, obviously this past summer. Mm-hmm financial fair play is effective this season. From next year, we're gonna to move to the new version of financial sustainability regulations. I, I think as smart as Big Bigdali and Boli say they are and are generating revenue and blah, 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 um, this could hurt them, this could really hurt them unless they do what has enabled Chelsea to not fall foul of financial fair play all these years, which is selling very, very well. Selling homegrown youngsters well. But I look at this now. You mentioned the center forward, right? Aubameyang is not Chelsea's long-term center forward. right? We, we all no. agree on that, right? Yeah. Kai Havertz may not be a center forward at all. Yeah. But they have money tied up in Kai Havertz. They have money tied up in Aubameyang. They have money tied up in Romero Lukaku, who is you know, right back. And they have Armando Broja. Brogia. You know, the easiest way to, to resolve is, oh, just sell Armando Broja for money, which is not what you want to do, no. presumably. You want to find out if he can play. That's just one example. In midfield, in the middle of the park, right? Kova's not getting younger. I don't know that we'll see N'Golo Conte again. Um, right, he's, contract- he's out of contract anymore. Anyway. George, you know George is out of contract. Loftus Cheek, I don't know. I mean, after, I mean come on, let's, they, be, let's be serious here. I, again, I think because you're big and you're technically proficient, which Loftus Cheek is, mm. there's probably a player in there. But I think he needs a lot of individualized care and whatever to make it. I good think this review.
1: level is too high for him. But I like him. So go, go, go down, go down outside top six and have a really good career. It's, it's okay. Not everybody can play for Chelsea football club. I mean, you know, at the top, at their best and being consistently good. No, everybody is. This is, this is one right. of the best clubs in the world. Go to like, I don't know, a Neverton or an Aston Villa and have fun and be good. And that's your level.
0: You could argue that defensively as well, despite signing all those centre-backs uh, this summer, they're going to have an issue as well because Thiago is not getting any younger, because Koulibaly's not getting any younger. and doesn't seem to be... Yeah,
1: you still have a few good years with Koulibaly, and then you've got Fofana. And if you believe in Shaloba, you've yeah, if, got to If, if Fofana has ever finished James
0: Chilwell Yeah At no, Reese James and Chowell I put out wide I don't know so don't how know much He likes Chowell Because he seems to
1: Prefer Kugureya's hair So <laughs> I don't know I, I, But what do you do In January Because all that is great All that is great And the army of scouts And sporting well, directors That they just brought so on
0: this is the key Right What so do you do in January You brought in This enormous group Of recruitment people And, and whatever These guys are going to assess what, what Chelsea have They're going to speak to Potter it's a fine line. I think it's a very fine line because at some point, these guys—what people don't understand—is these recruitment people. If they're good, they're not just people who execute, right? They're people who have their own opinions and are going to be self-advocates and they're going to advocate for their opinions. Yeah. Um, Potter may feel differently. I know. I know. Obviously, yeah, a, a couple of them are his own. You know, they got Kyle and, and whatever. It's so, so tricky because if I'm, say, Vevel, you can say, oh, look, I have a chance to sign this, I don't know, this right-wing back, who's worth 80 million and I can sign him for 15 million but we need to sign him now yeah. and then you say oh but Reece James plays that position he's like oh but he's an asset to the club how is Boldy's mind going to sink there right yeah. you, so it's, it's always a delicate balancing act these guys have to make it work very very quickly
1: yeah. um, and what they do is finish top four they, know they can't compete for the title they can't win the Champions League I think I mean that's a big ask. That is a big
0: ask because so, you've got Spurs, you've got Newcastle, you've got uh, yeah, Manchester United. Back.
1: Yeah, Liverpool and Liverpool come may back. come back too. Yeah. So so who, what do you do in January? Because I think this is, this is the urgency in January. Do you sign one player? Do you go for a top, top player? Do you go for someone who maybe can just bring something a bit more positive in midfield or up front? I mean, I, you know, I, I don't know. Honestly, do you,
0: I'm only going to give you the you boring... you keep them
1: and you keep your money for the summer?
0: I'll give you the boring answer. Your focus in January is moving on those players who still have some value yeah. move them out of the club because it doesn't help to have Hakim
1: Ziyech take I mean, up your time
0: minutes on And we know he's a talented player and he could help 99% of clubs in Europe right but why is he still doing it in your club because don't they understand. don't know how to sell them. Because in the think, summer they didn't have true. anybody to sell them. That is not. No, true. No, it's 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 as simple as that. They they, they did some of these hamfisted when they tried to sell. This Ziesh, is worse than to than I the usage, If but, that's the case, it's worse than I. It's worse than I thought. Who knows? Maybe they'll just you know offer 100 million for Rafael Leal and be gone. Now we promised this Arsenal fans. We, we've had so many nice things to say. <laughs> Do you believe so, now? Do you believe that they can win the title? Yeah. yeah, they can win the title. I'm still going like 95 five or eighty. Or, or 90-10 yeah. to, to City um, for But many. the
1: maturity they showed on on Sunday it's compared tremendous. to for example that defeat at United where they came back to 1-1 I mean it's easier when you obviously open the scoring but you see the progress they're making And it's, but again this was the best the strongest 11 Chelsea right. were nowhere near the strongest 11 with all the players missing that they have which I think has to be also taken into consideration when we analyse the game
0: Okay, so we've promised this to Arsenal fans. And this is part of my wider issue about how football's become so polarized and the big teams have so many resources that they can go and just crush all the smaller teams. People people think it's normal that teams win the title with, with 100 points and whatever else. It's not normal. It's, we have a serious no, problem. I've, so I've, said, I've said this before. Yeah, yeah. So and I, as evidence of this... We both remember the Arsenal Invincibles. Yeah. This team has more points than the Arsenal Invincibles. One more, yeah. So in right. Arsenal
1: had never had 34 points at this stage of the season. Okay. Before,
0: ever. Now, when we go through the teams, right, one by one, in terms of where they were at that time, not who's had the better career, right, but where they were uh, at that time, that season, uh, versus what they're producing now, right? I just wanted you to do the one to 11, Jules, and we'll see <laughs> if we agree, right? Um, Lehman or Ramsdale? I pick Ramsdale. For I page. pick Ramsdale too because I'm not really a fan of Lehman. Okay. Loudon or Ben White? I've been very impressed by Ben White. Write yeah, it but I'm still picking Loudon. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Sol Campbell of that time. Yeah against Saliba.
1: Duh, 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 duh. Saliba! You're going to take him
0: over Seoul? No. 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 I mean? Okay, but, fine. No, no, no.
1: They're not the same age. It's, it's like, no, no, no. But we're, we're but, but that's what I'm
0: saying. is This was an Arsenal team in full maturity. Like a bad pick.
1: Saliba ahead of Coloturi, for example. So I'll have... a sure you can come You, can. you have to
0: pick Gabriel against Coloturi, and then you pick Coloturi or Francois or whatever he goes by these days, right? Ashley Cole or Zinchenko, right?
1: But. But, okay. Okay, okay. No, no. No, I, no but Arteta, no. like that, today, Ashley Cole cannot do what Zinchenko is doing. That's fine. But so, Zinchenko
0: can't do what, what Ashley Cole is doing. But yeah,
1: but he, Ashley Cole worked at the time for Wenger. Zinchenko now, there was no way and Arteta I, would pick Cole The reason, of the Zinchenko reason Zinchenko I'm now. doing this is to underscore no, I know.
0: how young this team, how good they
1: can be going forward. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. But you can't, the invincible are the invincible for a reason. But, but, but maybe... That time they had 26 wins, 12 draws, as you reminded me before. But maybe the level of the Premier League then was better than it is now. Like is it club... do you really
0: believe the level of the Premier League back then was better than no, it is now? No, but in now? the
1: sense that maybe the Everton side in that season was better than the current Everton yes, side. Yes, and
0: that is my point. The, the, it was better because you didn't have this massive concentration of resources that we have now. That, yeah, the, the, that, that is partly my point. Because, no, let's get going with, with, with the players. Because I think, I think this is, this is relevant. I Gilberto can. Silva, who won a World Cup, Against Granite Xhaka, who nearly got sent off. Yeah, that's Roberto Silva every day of the week. Patrick Vieira up against uh, Thomas Partey. With all the love for Partey, it's you know it's Patrick, right? Yeah. We we'll, we'll compare Udegaard with with Pires. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's close. But yeah, but I would never go against Robert Pires. Okay, yeah. I, I I think that one might be a toss up. Jungberger and Saka. I will go. We'll go. Saka. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Sorry, Freddie. And then Henri and Bergkamp against Montanelli and Gabriel Jesus. I'm not even going to entertain <laughs> the possibility of a discussion. No. But, but, like, but, no, but, but like, 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 like to me, there are three takeaways here. One is the point I originally made, which is this weirdo imbalance. Two is the phenomenal job that Arteta is doing Incredible. with this team. And three, the fact that this Arsenal team. Can get better because if we have this conversation in three years' time, most of these guys get better. They make one or two more signings.
1: Then maybe it's a different. Th- 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 maybe it's a different conversation. Yeah. yeah, completely. This is this is what let's say two years in the process. I think from what Arsenal and Arteta are very good is what they've built so far in that space of time in terms of changing. 80% of that squad from where Arteta arrived, the players that he didn't want, the players that didn't fit, the players that didn't want to be there, all gone, and in return sign the players that would fit perfectly in what he wants to do, which I think a lot of clubs including Chelsea and Potter will have to to, to take as an example and just, and, just, and just follow. This is what Potter has to do now, get rid of all the players in that squad that doesn't fit his philosophy that he doesn't want there and sign ones who will fit the philosophy, but we've said all along that Arteta was an elite coach. Even when they were a bit struggling, we said that he had the right ideas, the right attitude, the right message. You can make fun of some of the team talks and some of the drawings. Of course, I get it. He's got ideas, and the the, the right. bond that he has with his players is something. Let I mean, something, you something else.
0: else. So we keep talking about signings, right? Um, Arteta has a big voice in the signings, but he's not the guy doing the signings. There's a guy. He his talent ideas is spot on, though. Edu is the sporting director there, right? Yeah, this is the same Edu who we like him as a person because he's a very nice guy, but we destroyed him not that long ago, or I did, for extending Young's contract, for bringing in Davi Luiz, for bringing in um, Willian. Uh, again, I don't, I'm blanking on whether Arteta was there when Willian came in, right? But this is the same guy. Yeah. What's changed? Was it that Una Emery wanted these players No, but I think. Has has Edu taken a step back vis a vis what the manager wants? Has Edu's vision of what's needed changed? What's different?
1: No, I think that when Arteta arrived, your context is different, and context evolves in where you are in a football club. So maybe Arteta arrives. You need a quick fix in certain position. Right. So you go for what's available, either on a free, you need some right. experience. I will that tell you right now. That. No, no, but... but that,
0: that, that, that is a stupid way of thinking, maybe, and I'm maybe, glad you learned from his mistake. I don't because think they ways. were so far away from top four. But that to think that William and David Luiz are going to take you into the top four, no, they should have started rebuilding then. And they did do but some rebuilding easy right? gap.
1: If, if you don't have money, you can only sign free agent. Good mm-hmm. luck to find some free agent that will... These you know, are expensive
0: the, free agents, though. No, I These know are, they are.
1: But, but, <laughs> you can spend that same money on kids. And again, to
0: be fair to Arsenal, they did spend money on kids, right? William Saliba, who obviously arrived, had his issues, yeah, went yeah. away, came back. He wasn't cheap. Was it, was it like $30 million, $35 30 million, million, 30, right? Yeah. That, that means I've identified him. I believe he's no, good. I'm going to stick with sure. him when he's not even... Was it Emery you left him out of the squad yeah. or, or whatever, right? right? Yeah, I'll you. Or, or Arteta. Or Arteta. Right, yeah. That shows foresight. But I think, to me, the lesson here is you have to commit one way or another. And if you bring in William and Alba and so on, you're bringing in last pieces of the puzzle to get you over the top. You do that when you're close to top four, close to winning the title. Yeah, maybe. I think the most
1: important is the template. What you have to do the direction that you take. At that time, Arteta was still thinking, still looking. He played with the back five. They won the FA Cup, okay, but it was the pandemic years. Now that they have the structure... And the template, they're going to go forward that way yeah. and sign the players that just fit in, like a Zinchenko, like an guard, even if they may be not the ones that people fancy the most. All right, that's enough praise for Arsenal.
0: <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. All right, enough Arsenal. How about some quick hits instead? Let's go, God. More woe for Tottenham Hotspur oh. jewels. Liverpool win 2-1 uh, at the Tottenham Stadium. And Antonio Conte's crew slip to fourths.
1: Yeah, I was there. It was, um, I have to say, an incredibly intense game. Not a great game. There were loads of mistakes, I thought. Uh, from both so, sides, yeah? From both sides. But I think maybe because there was so much intensity uh, that led to, me, to mistakes... I mean when you have Parisic and Kane up front, even if Parisic um had two really well, the second one especially chances. But Spurs, I think turned up in the second half, which was very really good to see. I don't know how they find where they find that energy, but I have to say and maybe Is it's a it credit to Conte shouting at them at halftime. To Ventrone, yeah, maybe as well and you know, uh rest in peace. Ventrone but but It was incredible to see them that second half on the front foot putting Liverpool under so much pressure. On another day, I think the draw is a fair result, more than a Liverpool win, but Liverpool in the first half were really good. Their game plan, going back to game plan, which that's what good managers do to obviously insist on the Emerson, Royal and Dyer sides with the diagonals towards Darwin Nunes was great, was spot on, Salah looks sharp. But then in midfield... Dier's mistake. They can't control... I mean, come on. Like, don't get me started. All right. <laughs> one, I, I think he knows this is not the pass to do. Yeah, right? No. He's not under pressure. Even Once if he, he hits sees, the header
0: perfectly, it's not.
1: But when he sees Salah in the corner of his eye, he says, oh, damn, this is not good. And then he panics and messes it up. That's how he messes it up. But, like, I don't want to ever see Dyer in that position again. If it's a back three, he has to play the sweeper role. He can't play anything else. Should have been a penalty, Alexander-Arnold? If you give the one for Fulham... From Cancelo, if you yeah. give the one on the brain from Robinson, you have to give this one. It's the same contact. I don't care if it's a push in the back or you touch his toe, it's exactly the same contact.
0: I, I would tend to agree with that one. Uh, but I, I will say this I think. You wrap what happened, given the injuries and everything, you wrap what happened in the second half.
1: And if you're Conte, yeah. you say, let's do Completed. this from start. And Kulusevski's return is to huge plus because sure. he made such a big difference. It was first versus second in Serie A, Gab, this weekend. And Napoli gets another three points away to Atalanta. This was a serious it trap game. Great.
0: It was a serious trap game because great. you knew Atalanta were going to go out of the gates, a million miles an hour. And no the- game in midweek, whereas Napoli to travel to, 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 to Anfield, yeah. of course. <sighs> They take the lead, Adamola Luckman, lukman uh, who's been phenomenal, by the way. Uh, Oziman giving the penalty. Oh, but then Oziman uh, scoring, what a right, 1-1. One, one. No Kvaratskelia, by yeah. the way. Yeah. And Elif Elmas then getting the winner. This is one of the secrets of this Napoli team, is when pieces are miss- missing, the guys who come in, come in and don't miss a beat. So, mm. massive, massive win for yeah. them. Barcelona beat Almeria 2-0, and Robert Lewandowski takes one of the worst penalties of his career. <laughs> Joseph, this was very one-sided, and really never in doubt, right?
1: Yeah, never in doubt. Good goal by Usman Dembele, I like that. I mean, Almeria could have been a little bit of a tricky game, maybe, mm. but, but not, on, not on Saturday. Not for a special night, because he was obviously Gerard Pique's, uh which is the next question in the last game. Uh, and I think maybe for Lewandowski penalty quickly, I think he wants Piquet to take it. He, he says it Piquet said, No, no, no You go ahead You go ahead Then maybe that messes up With Robert's mind Because he's oh, So terrible. then I'll take A stupid penalty <laughs> yeah, okay, <laughs> Oh, fine <man.
0: laughs>
1: And Gab as I, mean, as I was mentioning This was also The final game Of Gerard Piquet's career But I think we all know That he's not going away Were you surprised At how he happened though?
0: Yeah, and look, I don't want to be conspiracy theorist here, but I think, you know, Marca today reporting that uh, he refused Barcelona's offer of a farewell press conference, even though it would have been the perfect timing for it, you know, you can do it during the break, mm. but it's not like you're taking attention away from others. His, uh, his grandfather, whose grandfather, by the way, who's worked for Barcelona for many years, yeah. wonderful name, Amador Bernabeu. Bernabeu what, what, what's up I... with that? Um, you know, he said he, he, he just grew sick of sitting on the bench and not contributing. And could you have realized this in the summer? Maybe, maybe there were also component, financial components. I want to focus on mm. the fact that Gerard Pique has just been... An absolutely tremendous Incredible. footballer. I, it's funny because I had, I, remember, I, I had dinner with him many, many years ago in Manchester when he was a teenager. He just arrived. He was a little bit overweight. Maybe like the you know he liked to stay up late yeah, and everything. Yeah. It, was, it was a night when Giuseppe Rossi was also there, who I think was living with Peak at the time. Like you know he kind of like bows out early at like eight o'clock so he can get his beauty sleep and. Gerard had no such, uh, (laughs) but 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 he turned into I think one of the greatest six hundred and
1: sixteen games for six hundred
0: sixteen games more than forty goals obviously a World Cup winner um, Mm -hmm. Four four champions uh, Champions league League. titles uh, won the Euros as well Uh, and I think in some ways I'm still so fascinated by his relationship with Sergio Ramos for Spain yeah such vicious rivals at club Mm -hmm. level. Being able to broadly put it aside for their national team. I mean, they're not the only ones. Obviously, no, the great no, no. Barcelona Real Madrid divide. Uh, it's he's just, just been tremendous. I'll tell you what, he will be back. He needs he to be, be back a president one day at this club, club one yeah. day. Unai Emery gets off on the right foot as Aston Villa beat Manchester United three one. Jules Eric Ten Hag was especially annoyed after this one. But let me guess, you're going to suggest that he should
1: be most annoyed with the guy who looks back at him. When he looks in the mirror, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't understand why he doesn't rotate more in Europe. But for me, they look tired. And I think when you look tired, when you're not really into the game because you've played so much, you play at Real Sociedad on th- at San Sebastian on, on Thursday night, you get sloppy. Terrible start. Two goals two goes down after, what, 10 minutes? Terrible start of the second half for similar reasons as well because legs are heavy, you go again, it's difficult. They had chances during the game to come back. It was not all bad. But those... Terrible start of each half just cost you so badly. I just, I just don't think you can keep playing pretty much the same team Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday in, a, in the first part of the season. Yeah, like this. I'm
0: really surprised he's not rotating more. And then it's funny because we don't see Cristiano for a long time, then we see like, you know, him playing every minute yeah, yeah, of what yeah, like no, four no, no, straight and- games. Not the best game for him. He was clearly frustrated again. Lisandro Martinez, by the way, I know it's become, you know, everybody said, oh, look, he's too short. And now, like, oh, no, size doesn't matter. And now, again, like, maybe he's just not that good because... No, he's good, but it's not just, a good game. he looked... He not looked not tired, a good game for him. Casemiro really
1: looked tired as well. Carnacho, maybe... I don't think he's like, ready yet to go like like that in Premier League. And we haven't you know mentioned Johnny van der Beek. But, no, no, exactly. Well done to Nyamry, though. You know, good little tactical tweak. Although Gabi doesn't agree, but you know, <laughs> no, I, want I want to see more. It's a lot easier when you're two 0 up after yeah, 15 minutes. Yeah, okay, yeah. we game for Bayern Munich. Gab, they go three nil up away to Erta Berlin, and everything seems okay. And then it's three two a half time. Reason to be concerned, or do you think it just doesn't matter because they have Eric Maxim true promoting now and all those Ronaldo, the Brazilian means? Like, what, what is it? Like seven straight
0: games he scored in? He's in play. No, like, no, I'm not super concerned because the 3 0 up, they're cruising. just goals one of them is a, is a ridiculous word from, yeah. from Luca Bacchia. Oh, we score against him. The yeah. other one was a very generous VAR assisted uh, penalty. And then in the second half. They conceded nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like nothing at all. Like, really well, yeah. it's almost like Hurt is like, oh look, we got within one. Oh, no, we get our <laughs> jobs, you know. So it's not no, I, I think they're fine. Paris Saint Germain went away to Lorient Woo-hoo! two run. For those keeping score at home, it's seventeen wins, four draws, and zero defeats in all comps this
1: season. No Messi, but when Neymar plays like that, you don't really need him, do you? You always need Messi, of course. But Neymar with the goal and assist, the assist, the goal gifted by the by the goalkeeper, by the way, the Lorient goalkeeper got injured too. Um, not the best of. PSG's performances this season we've they been saying that a lot recently I mean, mentally, yeah I mean and for a lot of teams but they got the job done that's the most important The five points clear at the top one more game to go and then it's the break so but I and I wrote it for the website I think this could be Neymar's Best name ever. Better than the Barcelona one, better than the 14 15 season, better than the Santos one. It, it, it just amazes me with the maturity as much as the talent has always been there. Just in time for the World Cup. Yeah. My boy Adrian Rabio scores a Waldy for Juventus and they be Inter 2 0. Gab, is the life in agree yet? So, all right. Pros and cons.
0: Yeah. Uh, I thought Inter dominated. The first half They had a lot of chances Denzel Dumfries Missing I mean, Come on It a- might have been might have been offside But still He has to score Yeah You still put it away Right yeah. um, What I like about Allegri Also because everybody's injured Is like Look He actually started Miretti And he started Fagioli Who yeah. scored the goal That, that, that made it uh, 2-0 And hey Maybe Nicky Beans As we like to call, him, call Fagioli to call him, Will stick around In the starting line And Miretti certainly should yeah. You know Obviously I He had Vlaovic Had a lot of guys out Um they're up there, they're, they're, they're level on points with Roma. They can make a run at the top four, but there's still a lot of fragility there. And by the way, um, this VAR call, Danilo's disallowed goal, this is yeah. one for purists. Uh, he He's being fouled, so it probably should have been a penalty, I thought. He manages to, to strike the ball towards the net. Inadvertently, it comes off his other. It comes off his like other it's, finger,
1: yeah, and good.
0: goes into the back of the net. It's a classic case. The rule: you cannot score. Yeah, you know,
1: even involuntary, you can, ball can't go in with your. You hand. know what I like though? I like the fact that Kostic stayed up. For the inter corner, because in case, which I'm sure, I'm sure Max, you'd plan it that way, <laughs> in case the ball comes back, he's your quickest player on the pitch for the counter attack, yep. and then everybody follows, and that worked perfectly for the Rabiot goal. Kostic, by the way, man of the match. Yeah, he was great.
0: Jules, we knew the Union Berlin were going to hit a speed bump at some point, but I didn't expect them to fail so dramatically against our friend Chabi Alonso Five goals conceded in one half, in, in the, the second, second half, half oh, what's yeah. up with that?
1: I mean, I just think that at halftime, this is like, this is it, we can't run anymore. And if that team can't run anymore, because that's a lot of what they do, then I think I think that they're in trouble and they struggle. And to concede the one, the first one, the which one, straight after the break, and then. To the two jabby one back to back pretty much after that there's just no way so back so curious to see if they get a reaction yeah I'm not sure he tells you a lot about Bayern though I have to say yeah. I think it's more Union who just could not go anymore but let's see a late late Erling Holland penalty sends Manchester City past Fulham 2-1 Gab City played over an hour with 10 men after the Cancelo red cards is that a fair result that win? Yeah, I think, I think it was a fair result. But the reason... So, the John conselo
0: red I thought was a correct decision. The reason it was a fair result, other than the fact that Erling Holland had a nice goal disallowed for a very marginal offside. Yeah, upside, marginal, but still offside. But up still offside, whatever. Mm-hmm. Is that Fulham, I don't understand. It's 1-1. You're playing more than an hour against 10 men. All they can manage... I think they manage three shots on goal, like 0.10, all of them long-range strikes. Yeah. You have an extra man. That means somebody is always open. Always. You know, instead, but they, they, they just sit. And, like, this makes zero sense to me. I, I really like Marco Silva, but this is this is just such a bizarro yeah. approach and really sends a wrong message, I think. Uh, Real Madrid kick off in a few hours and can regain top spot. But in the meantime, Jules, they're sending a delegation to Brazil for Palmeiras' wonder kid, uh, Yeah, Hendrik
1: yeah, very much on on their radar. I don't think they're the only one. I think there's a lot of other clubs who are going to try, but maybe Real Madrid... Mm-hmm. Just ahead of everybody else and what a signing it would be.
0: As the dad says nobody's favourite. He's just yeah. talking to everybody yeah, yeah. right
1: now. Yusuf Amukoko shines at Borussia Dortmund beat Bochum 3-0. Gap is coming good and he's still only 17 and his contract comes out soon. That's right. So he turns 18 on uh, November 20th. He made his debut
0: one day after 16th yeah, birthday November, two years He was ago. not allowed so remember, to start before. No, last year he kind of went off the boil a little bit. I don't know why they didn't extend his contract before his contract is It's actually it's 2024. Yeah. It's June June 2024. But obviously, you don't want him going into Definitely the last not. year of his contract. Um, you know, next season, and he holds all the cards. That so goal, if I'm
1: the first goal, goal.
0: oh yeah. Oh. By the way, the two goals. Yeah, yeah. Well, so the first goal, he absolutely leathers it uh, from outside the box. The second one, he chips yeah. the keeper. I mean, phenomenal. Uh, if I'm Yusufa, by the way, if you're listening, look around, <laughs> extend your t- learn from Erling Haaland, yeah. extend your contract, but say, uh-uh, I want a reasonable release clause in there. Totally. Otherwise, I'm just counting it down. Yeah. Sticking with Dortmund, Jules, Bochum Captain Anthony, uh, I don't even know if I should pronounce this French-style or Spanish-style. Yeah. What is it? I think it's Lucila. Lucila. Yeah. He got a knee on the head from his own physio. Um, he was down on the pitch needing treatment. The physio
1: ran on, crazy. slipped, ended up whacking him in the head. <laughs> I, you ever seen anything like it? Never before. I have to say, this make me laugh. I sh- we should not, we should not giggle at it because I don't. I think. Well- Sorry, I think it's, it must be painful. Why are physios uh, wearing sneakers on the pitch? Why aren't why they? Some, so it's very, very, interesting. We don't have much time, but some wear the whole suit. Some wears, in Italy, I've seen them wearing suit with studs. I'm like, come you on. you gotta wear studs if you're well, on the you pitch. You not have to. Sometimes Simplified. I don't know. Well, well, otherwise, injure not, your own player. Yeah, they're, they're still doctors. Come on, uh, Roger, uh, Roger Ibanez mistake and a Felipe Anderson's goal give Lazio the win in the Rome Derby. Gab, did Sari impersonate? Jose Mourinho here. Oh, I know what no, you're saying, right? Terrible The best part of this
0: game was before kickoff with the two Tifos and yes. the choreography. Yes. There's simply that was it. nothing like the, the, the Rome derby in the Eternal City. You're you are saying they impersonate Mourinho because he took advantage of an opposing mistake exactly. and then the rest and of and the game? Nothing defense. else, pretty much. Pretty much. I think yeah. once Pellegrini went out, uh, nice. it was really hard for Roma, Daniel and Abraham Mourinho, limited options. Yeah, yeah. Did his best, but not to be. More derbies! Betis and Sevilla share the spoils in El Gran Derby. Jules, nobody got hit by a pole this time. This was an absolutely wild game. It was this incredible. was entertainment. Yeah. I think if you're neutral, if oh you're from God. Sevilla, you know, this. Was, this was painful.
1: Yeah, but I love that compared to the Rome derby earlier, for example, oh my God. compared to the Olympico at the same time, which was so boring as well. And this was great. You had red cards, you had goals. and what? I mean, the Gudeli goal is just incredible. To and Gudeli's other and strikes, the one that... that, that, that. And then the, when I, he, miss, I mean, he, he was crying because he missed that last, last chance to win the game. I don't know if they deserve to win the game, to be fair. Maybe the draw is fair. I like I how Sevilla Betis played. I think
0: deserve to win this game. I, I'm and, sorry. The, 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 the Fakir red card. Oh, um, man. Yeah, like, that
1: was... It was just like everything you would expect from a grand derby like that in two teams that I complete different sort of end of the yeah. table and the kind of momentum and dynamic it was yeah. Like I like honestly,
0: I, I just wanna say this to to I know people listen to us, they may have different levels of familiarity. They may not be Liga fans or whatever. I know La Liga they market Barcelona and Real Madrid yeah. super heavily and stuff, but this is really one of the this classic derbies. is yeah, it's one of the things amazing. that makes European football, I think, so special. Is you have these local derbies. By the way, these aren't bad teams. Sevilla I mean, was in was in the Champions League. They won the, uh, this, this derby yeah. for me is absolutely special. Right up there for me with the old firm with some of the other great yeah, derbies yeah, in with terms you, of rivalries.
1: Completely. Atletico de Madrid are held 1-1 by Espanyol, despite having a man advantage for more than an hour Gab And it's Joao Felix, who comes off the bench to rescue El Cholo. I mean, come on.
0: So, okay. So, as you know, I've been very critical of Joao Felix. I've yeah, we we'll have. Uh, I've been backing Simeone for leaving him out. You know what? I'm going to take credit for this. And I say, look, this was <laughs> Simeone. Simeone playing Joao Felix uh, psychology. When I play you, you stink it up. When I bring you off the bench, you're angry and you're motivated. I don't know if this yeah. is what's going on and or if it was sure. just kind of gasp at yeah. the end. Yeah. Uh, but Atleti, Atleti should have done better against yeah. 10 men. There's no... Completely it's, it, They're this just is all blue. adrift. They cannot wait, I think, for the World Cup break. Yeah. Olivier Giroud grabs a late winner for Milan, who beats Spezia 2-1 and go back to second place. Jules I know you love The big handsome man With the six back yeah. You also love your Techers oh, my How man. good was this Just, just
1: technically speaking You know how speaking. good I shouted at the television Which I rarely do Unless it's PhD Of France uh, It was that good I was like I could not believe That he Got up And jumped that high To volley the ball in At that time Because I thought The tonali cross Was just a little bit Too far for the header yeah. And instead, that's the only thing he could have done. It's like a, such an acrobatic goal. He's old, 36 years old. He's incredible. And he looks after himself well. He's got, at the moment, I think he's got, I mean, he didn't score for eight goals. Uh, he didn't score for eight games, sorry, before the breaks against Salzburg or something like that, or the game before maybe. And now he's on this run. He wants to go to the World Cup. He's going to go now. I think he convinced Deschamps to take him, which was not, which was not that obvious but- even three weeks ago. The, but, the, this is
0: this is not a goal that you expect somebody that size, yeah, you're right, uh, at that age yeah. to score it. And you know, Holland had that similar goal earlier yeah, this it year. Yeah, against Dortmund. Yeah, but I think the difference is I watched them again. People sort of compared them, and like the difference is that Giroud looks entirely in control the whole time. Whereas I'm not saying Holland was uncoordinated. Yeah, maybe no, Holland just looks more mean. uncoordinated because he's lankier. But I this was I just thought this was incredible. By the way, shout out Daniel Maldini scored in that game. Uh, against, against Spezia um,
1: becoming... for, for Spezia you mean against Milan yeah, yeah for, for Spezia I mean, yeah. Uh,
0: against Milan I think he's the first Maldini leaving aside own goals
1: to score against Milan yeah. uh, in a long long time wow, wow. Yeah. Sarencio so, so Somerville gets the winners Jesse Marsh leads come from behind to beat Bournemouth 4-3 Gab they won on the pitch but they had bad news off the pitch though in the courtroom in the Jean-Kevin Augustin case okay you know my thoughts
0: yeah. on lawyers. Yeah. I'm just going to explain this briefly as I understand it, and I've read about it. And I am not a lawyer, right? But basically, back when Leeds were in the championship, yeah. uh, they took John Kevin Augustine uh, on loan from Leipzig. Yeah. You know, form, former Paris Saint Germain guy. Was he, is he Paris, is he yeah, in but Paris two, born? But it's super.
1: Permiss- I mean, I, people I, thought he was going to s- be really good at
0: 16. I thought he was going to be a world beater. So they took him on loan from uh, Leipzig, and Leipzig said, "Okay, fine." But if you get promoted, um, you're going to have to pay us $21 million. Yeah, they're, and they're like, a like a close to buy. I mean, but it's a, it was an automatic clause, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, and which a lot of clubs do. Oh, which yeah. a lot of clubs do. I think part of the argument was, you know, leads were like, we like him so much, but if we don't get promoted, we won't be able to afford yeah. him, right? So let's like, say, fine, if you get promoted, you get, you know. Um, what happened, that was the year of COVID. So, essentially, the season was extended beyond June 30th, and so Leeds tried to argue that, oh, no, but the agreement applies to June 30th. It doesn't apply to the end of the season, even though the season was extended due to a freaking global pandemic and elements yeah. beyond and everybody's control. Of
1: of people dying. Now,
0: I realize lawyers are lawyers, and maybe if I was in Leeds' position, I would have tried it on. But those lawyers who are arguing this, yeah. like, how do you look at yourself in the freaking <laughs> mirror every morning? honestly
1: I thought this is their job I don't know man like this this is what this is their job I know I don't know leave them alone no honestly again I don't have a problem with leads I have a problem
0: with these people who justify this what about weird mental contortion I said it before it says it in the Bible it's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for a lawyer to enter the kingdom of God they are good lawyers just so many of them
1: are just bad bad people anyway they have to pay now
0: <laughs> Jules, you were down on my boy Igor Tudor by the way for the way he handled the finale right. of the Champions League in midweek. You even said he should be sacked. Too right, but well, he showed bounce back ability as he Marseille beat Lyon one 0 He
1: showed nothing. Marseille won it one nil. It. it was a tie board game. Uh, Gigo, which is obviously a leg of lamb in, uh, in English, scored the, the only goal on the set piece A header. It's not even a header because he hit it with his shoulder. <laughs> I've got nothing to say in that game, really. They're two, they're two average teams. Uh, but at least Marseille, have, you know, sort of fourth nine kind of climbing up for Laurent Blanc and Lyon. I just don't know where that leaves them. I, I can't really tell you. Is it, is it sort of like,
0: is it the radiation half-life of, of Peter like, Boss? So I think the other Leon. Dutch
1: guy, yeah, messed it up so badly that Larry White can't do much more. I mean, I don't know, but <laughs> it's just like Newcastle United, are third in the Premier League after beating Southampton 4-1, and Ralph Hassan Hotol has reportedly been sacked. Gab, do you want to praise Eddie Howe or obviously feel sorry for Hassan Hotol? I'm gonna do both. Okay. Uh, obviously.
0: Those results are there for anybody. I did not think Eddie Howe was going to be this good. No. Uh, I'll be really curious to see if Newcastle keep going from strength to strength, if they keep investing more. How does he do once he gets better players on um, you know, in his team? Because obviously it's a different things and Signings haven't exactly been, you know, been his forte when yeah, he was at yeah. Bournemouth. There was a lot of up and down. Uh, That's true. But right now he's doing what's asked of him. This is tremendous. Um, I'm going to commiserate with Haas because I mean, this is a team that every year they've been forced to sell some of their best players. And, yes, they have good scouting and they look for value and whatever else, but it's difficult to manage, mm-hmm. I think, in, yeah, those, I in those circumstances. I think he's a tremendous manager. I like, you know, he's, and it's difficult for me to say because he is kind of that sort of Red Bull school of, yeah. you know, intensity, ah, the press, aha, let's keep attacking, you know, even though we're 2-0 up and then, ah, you yeah. know. Um, and it's difficult to do when you're when you to do it with a weaker team, right? Yeah, that's true. Um, but I hope he comes back. I, I, I really think he's a yeah, he's a tremendous anyway, coach anyway, anyway, anyway. And, and, and a good guy. Uh, Jules, we've had the Champions Woo! League draw. Let's let's split this up, okay? Okay. Um, from the top half of the draw, yeah, you would just go go through this ratatata. Leipzig against Manchester City.
1: Yeah, I mean, they've met before. Uh, often, actually, in the group stages, they always open game. I still think City too strong for Leipzig, yeah. but I think Leipzig can make it difficult for them. Bruges hey, and my okay. man, Mr. Champions League, Hans Naken against Benfica. I mean, the tie they probably, if you had asked Bruges and Benfica, who do you want to play against, they would have picked each other, so... Let's see. I think Benfica. This one have to be the favorite. They've been very impressive. We said yeah. they won again at the weekend and beaten in 23 games 9 in all competitions. I don't know when the last when those games are going to be played. How this Benfica yeah. side will look and Bruges as well. But, but this should be they, open. They would go. If for they a, played right now, though, Benfica yeah. would be heavy. Yeah. I think Bruges would have wanted to
0: play Porto, but of course they couldn't because they were in the same group. Yeah. Liverpool.
1: Against Real Madrid. This sounds a little oh, familiar. No, no. So it's the revenge of the revenge of the revenge of the revenge, the replay of the replay of the replay of the replay. I mean, we're so used to it. We were together in Paris, of course, mm-hmm. for the, uh, the last Champions League final. This is much earlier. This is a game that I don't think either of them would have fancied, fancied, fancied facing the other. Um, for me, it's very open this one. I know maybe you put Real Madrid favour because of the Champions League final that they won against them, but we saw how well Liverpool
0: played. Yeah. We, we we don't know what condition Liverpool are going to be in in two months. But I just oh, I, I, need, I need truth. You think to the rumor that Sergio Ramos is going to come back on loan just so he can face more? <laughs> <of
1: that. laughs> so he can live rent-free in his head now. No, but I mean there will be a time where you know Liverpool will get the best of of them. I think. And finally, Milan against Spurs. I like this one a lot. You know, I think this one is a proper 50-50 because Spurs haven't played great uh, this season. Again, there's, there's a couple of months before those games are played, yeah. so a lot can happen. But yeah, I think Milan Conte going back to Italy, of course, facing Milan again. Um, it's just going to. This one is going to be great. And I for- fancy the Kalulu Kane battle in midfield as well. The Théo Hernandez on the left-hand side. I think you know Giroud to- against Spurs.
0: Or Slatan Ibrahimović against oh, Spurs by that point. point, maybe even just just wow. a few minutes. And of course Magic Mike against Happy Hugo.
1: Yeah, that's that true the French loads and loads of, of, um, of battles there in that game. And Gab, I give you the bottom of the draw, the next four, for your quick hits. Frankfurt against Napoli first.
0: I don't think it's any secret. Uh, I think this is the draw that... you know They never admit it because they respect everybody, blah, blah, blah. This is the draw that that Napoli wanted. Uh, I think even more so than Bruges because, of course, Bruges have Mr. Champions League and (laughs) Eintracht Frankfurt do not. Uh, On paper, uh, I think this is the kind of opponent that that suits Napoli. Uh, Equally, Frankfurt have sprung a surprise or two. Of course, we saw that last season in the Europa League. Yeah. Dortmund against Chelsea. Well, th-
1: that's a good one it's a
0: good one in the sense you know the teams are what they are at this stage I think Chelsea will feel that they're a good match the big thing for Dortmund is will Sebastian Haller be back and in yeah. what condition will he be in because not just him but all these other people you know Marco Royce. we saw Gio Reyna come back are they going to be fit and who's going to be fit on the Chelsea end because Chelsea of course have had their injuries yeah. uh, as well Uh it's, it's a weird one. I hope both these managers will be around when Dortmund play Chelsea in March. Uh, in <laughs> Inter against
1: Porto is the next one.
0: Okay, no disrespect to Porto and all my portista friends, but I think uh, Simone Inzaghi did a little jig uh, at yes, this one. i think happy with that one. Again, on paper, and we're only dealing on paper here. Yeah. Because obviously, Inter against Spurs would have been a Conte psychodrama, right? Whereas yep. Porto, you get a team that, yes, they, 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 they qualified, they won their group, and they came back to do it, but they've had issues this year, right? And so I think if you're Inter you feel pretty good about it. Equally it works both ways. If you're Porto, you say, Hey, you know what? We got a second lease of life after the way we started in the Champions League. We'll take Inter. Why not? Yeah, definitely.
1: And finally, we kept the best for last PSG again Bayern Munich. Wow, Eric- oh, I knew it was gonna be that draw. <laughs>
0: Uh, I know, I know. You weren't happy when this came out. We, as a producer, was, was reading the uh, the ties as they were coming out. You're like, oh, I know, I know. It's going to be priceless. I, I had a feeling. You know I, what? This
1: morning, getting up, I had a feeling. And when
0: Inter against Porto came out, you're like, I knew it, I knew it, oh, because you knew these were the only two teams left. Uh, again, we don't know what they're going to be like post World yeah, Cup. We don't sure. know like, what they're going to sure. be like. You know, is Messi going to? If Messi wins the World Cup, is he going to come back to Paris?
1: Yeah, but maybe just to go to the bakery. <laughs> yeah. go, is know,
0: is go Neymar going to gonna come tower? back if he
1: wins the World Cup, or is he, or is he going to have <laughs> like still like be partying in February? His birthday is in February as well. So. Will
0: Mbappe get his wish and transfer to another team in January? Yeah. Right, remember that yeah, story? Exactly, yeah, exactly. So there's a lot going on. Obviously, Bayern are the epitome of solidity, but you know what? With those three up front, yeah. if
1: they're there. You know,
0: they can beat anybody.
1: Yeah, sure. And they beat us in the final. We beat them in the quarterfinals the year after. And this is like, you know, another chapter in that rivalry.
0: This was a few days ago, but Jules, we love Pep and Ibra no. so much that we need to bring this up. Slatan had said in an interview that Pep would only be able to improve Erling <laughs> Holland if he controls his ego and doesn't allow himself to be bigger than Erling uh, Holland. This is an old Ibra. story. This goes back to when when Slatan played for Pep at Barcelona back in 2009 10. Yes, of course. When Slatan said that Pep's ego was so big that he stifled Slatan. As if, yeah. as if
1: Slatan can be stifled I by a human being. But no
0: one. But Pep had the most sarcastic of a Yeah, report.
1: he said, yeah, of course he's right. He's right. Of course. I You know, I hate when Erling he scores three goals. I hate when the other, the players are doing well. You know, I want it to be all about me. Um, you know, I think there might be a a bit of truth in what Ibra was saying. I think Pep has a big ego, but I think all big managers have anyway in regards. Do you think Angelotti is a big ego? Maybe not Carlo. That <laughs> <Carlo's laughs> the exception that confirmed the rule. Uh, but, and, but, uh, and I think Pep was right not to go into the sort of the battle with Ibra answering. Like kind of seriously if you want because then that would have given the story more legs and then we would have asked Kibra or Pep said that no it's you the big egocentric And <laughs> no. so I, I guess maybe
0: I, I will say this what I find fascinating about the success that, that Pep has had in winning four of the last five Champions League titles is Premier League title P- Premier League title Champions League if he wish, he wishes yeah. um, is that it really has been all about the collective right if, if we you know, if we were to identify a star player, we would probably say Kevin De Bruyne, but then they won the title one year when he hardly played, yeah, he right? Played. Yeah, that's true. Um, and obviously, Slotin is the opposite of that. Uh, and Erling Holland, we don't quite know what he's going to develop into. Is he going to be a cog in the machine, or is he going to get to the point where he says, I am so much better than all my teammates, I need to take on more responsibility. It's, it's, a, it's a fine line, I think. Yeah, you know, certain superstars don't have that. But a lot of superstars have that mixture of wanting to take responsibility. Wanting mm. to, it doesn't make them bad people. They're not necessarily megalomaniacs.
1: Um, it'll be interesting where it goes. But yeah. for now, everything's going swimmingly. Yeah. <laughs> FIFA wrote to all 32 World Cup teams. And what did they ask them, Gav? They asked them
0: to focus on football and not let ideology okay. and politics get in. Into the uh, into the the game that they love, into the football. Now, the 10 European associations, the ones who are going to wear the One Love armbands and who are going to the World Cup. I'm sorry, it's actually nine plus Norway yeah, who decided yeah. to, I guess they'll be wearing their armbands while watching <laughs> it on television. Um, now, they had their own response. Uh, they said, and I quote, FIFA has repeatedly committed to deliver concrete answers on these issues, the Compensation Fund for Migrant Workers and the co- concept of, migrant work- of a migrant worker center to be created in Doha. We will continue to press for these to be delivered. Now, as you know, Jules, I've been critical of some people who've been very performative about this and have jumped yeah. on at the end, and I think some people are being incredibly hypocritical about this. But when it comes to these 10 FAs, or 9 FAs plus Norway, who are going to be at the World Cup, This is exactly the message that you should send back. Because, you know, this isn't looking back necessarily at what happened before. Like, oh, FIFA, take the World Cup away, blah, blah, blah. Uh, They're saying, look, they've done their homework. They said, what's happened, happened. We recognize that you've cut or you've reformed your laws. uh, And hopefully there'll be fewer fewer deaths. But... There are some serious things that we need to address. One is a compensation fund for, for the families of the workers yeah. who died. Because you know what? Uh, if you get injured in a workplace in many countries, many wealthy developed nations, and Qatar is a wealthy developed nations, mm-hmm. um, you get insurance. You get a pension. Your family get, gets a payment, right? Did this happen with the migrant workers who, who died in Qatar? We need to establish that, we need to have a fund, and if they didn't, then we need to make sure their families back home are taken care of. This is something that can be done. It's a very specific issue. It's not this general, like, oh, you know, you're slave workers. And the other one, the migrant workers center, where now that you've passed these new laws, you have to make sure that there are lawyers available to them, good lawyers, not like the bad lawyers I mentioned before, who, who are Qatari, who know the law, and who are going to be available to these migrant workers who are there so that they know their rights, because many of these people move there, you know, they, they, they'll be in camps, they might not speak the language. You need to have this level of oversight. Yeah, yeah. These are two things that do not cost a lot of money. They, I think you can legitimately ask for. I think there are people in Qatar who say, yeah, we should do this. And I think you're at the tipping point where I think this can be done. This is actually something positive and lasting that can come out of this and goes beyond the finger pointing. So well done, to these uh, to these nations who've, who've raised the issue, FIFA have said, you know, like as I said, FIFA said, "Oh, we want this too." Okay, fine. Since we all want the same thing, yeah, now let's I... make it happen, and let's not forget about these people after the World Cup final on December eighteenth. Yeah, Jose, we also had the draw for the Europa League today. Yeah, now, I'm not as excited because <laughs> let's face it, they're not playing for a while. There's a big big old World Cup in between. These teams could look very different, but. We have a standout. This is the playoff round. Of course, great. the winners of this get into the round of 16. And it's Barcelona taking on Manchester United.
1: Yeah, incredible gap, really, because once Manu finished second of their Europa League group behind Real Sociedad, they were always going to face then a, a team dropping out from the Champions League. And I think Barca really, with Juventus, were the two biggest ones, the biggest names, but I think also the, the toughest opposition. They could have had, I don't know, Salzburg or a team like that. And instead, uh, it's Barca, it's Cristiano Ronaldo going back to the Camp Nou, it's Ten Hag against Xavi, it's Frankie de Jong playing against his, his current team and against his, his former future ex-team, uh, it's
0: going to be great. It's, it's also the pressure on Barcelona too, because obviously last season when you know, Xavi was harshly criticised when they went out of the Europa League, against um, Frankfurt, yeah. and you know this time around there's going to be, even for financial reasons, there's an
1: expectation to go and... Bring some ducats in, right? Really. Um, and for United as well. The tension, You can't. United cannot not qualify just for the last 16 of the Europa League. It would be disastrous. For the club's image, for Ten Hag's first season, even if after that you focus on the league, it's not, it would not be good enough. So what a game this is going to be. And Robert Lewandowski against Cristiano Ronaldo as well. Wow. <laughs> Fulham have terminated a deal with one of the sponsors, Gab, Titan Capital Markets, after he emerged that a number of their key employees simply doesn't exist I mean, come on yeah this was
0: an investigation by uh nick harris and before him i don't remember the guy's name martin Calladine. i think it's a he tweets under ugly game where he looks kind of under the skin of some of these deals this is pretty this pretty is extraordinary crazy. right so this company Titan capital markets um in all their promotional materials they said oh look this is so and so the ceo this is so and so the chief technology officer they're not real people. They use actors and models in their picture. Um, if you go to LinkedIn to look for these people, none of them exist, or most of them don't exist. They promised it was some kind of, uh, of foreign exchange investment. Um, they promised a return of four hundred and eighty percent a year. If uh, you the current market, would be really impressive. Uh, and they said, "Oh, but you can't lose your money because there's some, you know, fictional insurance scheme." According to investigators, it looked. It, it, Basically, it looks like a classic, classic pyramid scheme. Um,
1: Fulham, to the credit, have terminated this deal immediately. To the credit. I don't give them any credit because they did sign with them. They did sign with they them. They did sign with them. And so I wonder... Where's what, the credit?
0: I, what kind of due diligence did they do?
1: How can you sign... A, so what? Someone calls and says, hey, I've got an investment company. I want to sponsor you. I give you 300,000 pounds and I can put your name next to my company's name. And Fulham just go like, who are you? Titan, Captain Market, uh, let me Google you. Okay, you look legit. Yeah, no problem. Let's go. We'll take your money. Come
0: on. We don't pick them full of Manchester City, of course, had, yeah, yeah, of course. had a well-known famously. case
1: like this yeah. as well. Uh,
0: I think I wish football clubs, who care so much about publicity in their image, would say, like, who are we taking money from?
1: Exactly. You know, it's no, one no, I not
0: understand. Are we taking money from con men and scam artists? Yeah, big time. I mean, <laughs> Lukas Podolski is now 37 jewels, uh. but he can still hit them. How about his yes. goal for Gornik against Pogon in uh, the Polish League?
1: You don't lose it. It's like a good, what, 10, 15 yards in his own half and then hit the most perfect lob uh, to score that goal. It's incredible. I mean, I think at that level, at that talent, you just don't lose that kind of vision. And then the execution, yeah, he's probably not as quick as he used to be, but technically he would never lose his technique, really. And he still looked fit. So I, I saw this. And how can you not celebrate a goal like this?
0: I will celebrate it, but go if you on, put this up against another former Arsenal star, like say Olivier Giroud, and the goal no he one, scored, no one said. Or that indeed, if you put this up against Yusufa Yusuf Mukoku and the goal yeah, he was inside his own hand, in his own half, but he still chipped the keeper. I don't know. This leaves me a little bit cold. Uh, Somebody dealt no, the ball from
1: it's a hell of a strike. Like. The trajectory of the ball, everything. Like he's a good sixty yards away from the goal. He's very far. David Beckham did that too against Wimbledon many times. Well years. yeah, exactly. And you don't see them many often as well. That's why they make them so special.
0: Alright, Paul D we we kid because we yeah. you, know, you
1: know you know why Podolski triggers me? You know why?
0: His kebab shop? No. Okay. Twenty fourteen World Cup final. Um I saw you know, as you know, in the press box at World Cup Finals, or you're not supposed to wear team colors, especially if you're a journalist, yeah. it's considered... Yeah, 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 yeah of yeah. course. Okay. So I see a dude in a Podolsky shirt, and to make... Who's, who's a journalist. I won't say where he's from, but it doesn't matter. He's not German. So this triggered me for three reasons. <laughs> Number one, he's wearing a Germany shirt. Number two, he's wearing a Podolsky shirt. Number three, he's in the press box. And I thought to myself... What kind of person are you? What kind of person that you're not German, but A, you choose to wear uh team colors in the press box. Two, you choose to wear Germany's team colors. Out of all the teams you can pick in the tournament, you choose Germany. And number three,
1: you choose out of all the German players you can choose, yeah. you choose Lukas Podolski. So eight years on it still tr- tr- triggers you. I can I can It's still raw. I can tell. Genuinely annoyed me. Okay. Genuinely annoyed right me. Enough. Let's see if the next question annoys you as well. Because Liverpool have unveiled a mural of legendary former Liverpool strikers. Sir Kenny is on here. Rush, Suarez, Torres, Manis, Salah, even Dirk Kite And Divoco Origi. That's Divoco Origi is there. But no Michael Owen gap.
0: What? This may be triggering to some, but if you know the history of... Michael Owen and the way many Liverpool fans, not all, but many Liverpool fans feel about him. Oh, because he went to play for United? I don't think it's as simple as the way the fact that he went to play for United, because of course he went to play for Real Madrid first. I think he just never connected, even though obviously he grew up at the club and I think he was the youngest ever goal scorer yeah, yeah, at the yeah. time and whatever and scored a ton of goals. Uh, Liverpool weren't particularly good when he was there, which I think was was part of it. I just don't think he ever connected with the supporters the way he did. I think when he went to Real Madrid, if I'm not mistaken, didn't he allow his contract to run down so he could move for a lower fee as well? All these things, I think, come together, and he never had the connection. Look, it's funny. When we like players, right, we like players for what they do on the pitch, but we also like them for the way they project themselves off the pitch. Uh, (laughs) Michael Owen doesn't. Now, obviously, he's trained on television and he appears that he comes across better. But when he was a player, he didn't necessarily have that kind of natural chest beating charisma yeah, that yeah. other players have. So he never had that that connection with supporters. And uh, it's, it's unfortunate for him. I don't know that he cares. I mean, I think we both worked with him, you more than me. But, like...
1: Will yeah, he be upset no, by this, that he's not on, a, on Liverpool's just, mural? I don't think he's very nice. I mean, he's at the same level as, what, cinema Pongol and, you know, players like that, basically. I all the Liverpool strikers who have never been on there. Yeah, Mario Balotelli's not on there either. Yeah, I true. Mean, no Mario Balotelli. I, I just think that he's above those guys. You know what I mean? Like, I know there's some proper legends of the club in the in the ones who are on the mural. I just, I don't know. He, he won them trophies. He, you know, that season where they won the five trophies on the Oulier. He oh, was... On, but no, but still, uh, there's still five trophies, Gav.
0: Uh, <laughs> you know. Five
1: trophies. I know, but still, they still won a lot of trophies with him and he was a big part of that. The guy won the Ballon d'Or as a Liverpool player. But
0: you recognise that he didn't never have the connection with the fans. No, that, I get that. That Robbie Fowler... By the way, I wonder if Robbie Fowler is on there. It's not on my list, but Robbie Fowler, I would assume, should yeah, be there, right? Should, yeah,
1: should, yeah. yeah. I it, would expect him to, but I, to be fair, I would have expected Owen to be there too, but, you know, that's just a it's, uh, it, 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 it's a funny one. Jules, we saw an epic MLS Cup wow. final on Saturday. And uh, we have new champions, LAFC. Yeah, incredible. Well done to um, to LAFC, to Gareth Bale, to Giorgio Chiellini, to Carlos Vela. Well, to... Giorgio Chiellini
0: didn't play really much of a part in no, the No, no, but still, but he's yeah. part
1: of the squad. You know, maybe his experience <laughs> okay. was was good. And a young club, like a young franchise, sorry. Uh, but what a final, though. What it... a scenario to start with. The draw. Uh, late, late in, in uh Extra time, the Gareth Bale goal to take it to penalties. That penalty shootout when, is when the goal went else. to
0: three two, right? When, when 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 that guy uh, Elliot uh, scored, yeah. and like, you know, people were saying like, oh, uh, like Southgate should take him to the World Cup. Ha, 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 I thought, all right, this is over. I'm gonna take my Phil Union uh, gear out, of course. And then no, who else? Gareth Bale comes on yeah. for the equalizer, and then the yeah, penalties. I, I
1: felt good because it's like, oh, Andre Blake, Alexis Núñez told me only Jesus saves more. Yeah. Exactly, and, and considering LAFC had to change the goalkeeper, the one who came on, that Murphy was there was there
0: was a, there was a horrible, horrible uh, collision by yeah. the way. And, uh, I think the referee was stunned because it took him an hour to realize to, to, to send <laughs> off um, the, the, the starter for LAFC. Uh, it, was, and, it was pretty Yeah, cool.
1: and then that list of all heroes, the goalkeeper to save two like that, it's just incredible. You
0: know he was the Philadelphia Union's backup yeah, goalkeeper. Yeah,
1: previously. yeah so I, I didn't know before, but I learned while watching. Yeah, no, I there. also it <laughs> learned it while watching. Crazy, no, crazy. We still like you, Jim Curtin. Yeah, no, of course, of course, of course. So. Racing Club won the Trofeo de Campeones, the Argentine. The Argentine Super Cup on Sunday 2 1. Uh, and, you know, I put my Boca jersey, of course, despite the defeats. Because the reason we're talking about this is that referee Fegundo Teo, who's going to go to the World Cup, by the way, sent off 10 players in that game seven from Boca and three from Racing. I have never
0: seen a game like that, bro, with was just... 10 players uh, sent off. Obviously, you know, it's going to be tasty and whatever. Uh, now, in case you're wondering, there is a rule that you know you can't play with uh, yeah, seven, uh, fewer yes. than seven. Or yeah. sorry, fewer than eight players, yeah, right? Seven,
1: yeah, uh, play.
0: So obviously, the game kind of just ended after they sent everybody <laughs> off. Um, there were cards before, and this was the celebration. But it was an extra time. There was like a million minutes of time yeah. added on. So they maybe could have still gotten back into it, conceivably, right? Uh, but no, instead they decided to get sent off. It was pretty remarkable. It was Dario crazy. Benedetto, by the way. I've never seen this before. From what I could tell, and the game only just ended a few hours ago as we record this, I think he was sent off for making a gesture suggesting that the referee had been paid off. Yeah, I think he looked like And him. certainly the commentators, yeah. you know, the Spanish commentators, are saying, oh, look, they've caught him. He's going like, you know, like this or whatever. Uh, he's going to get sent off. Like, a very, very stupid way yeah. to get uh, sent off. Yeah. Uh, Jules, that brings us to an end. But we gotta we gotta come back on Thursday because yeah. midweek football everywhere. How Pretty about that? Yeah. Everywhere, yeah. Cram him in uh, while you can, and of course the eagerly anticipated Carabao Cup yeah. on, uh, <laughs> here in England. Until then, love the game, love your neighbor, love yourself.